It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off The Leash. Welcome to Off The Leash with Gareth Hall. Molly Haynes, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. And hello to you, Georgie Ferruja. G'day, Gareth. How are you? And Maddie Stewart's joining us for the start of Off The Leash. Hello, Maddie. There's only one person in here with really good posture, and that's Molly. Molly <laughs> yes. has got the best posture. Now, you've corrected yourself because you've seen Molly's. <laughs> George and I are in the slouch. I have to say it's a chair. I felt okay. very upright. George and I, I are slouching. Yep. <laughs> this is no time to slouch, George, because yeah. there's big things going on. I'll, I'll turn, work it backwards and just say that Horse racing is starting to think it's got a real issue with corona now because in, it's not exactly the same as the human version of it, but horses can get it. And they are coming up with all sorts of uh, veterinary advisory sort of things and, and contingency plans that they're going to be working on. And there's a fascinating story with the Horsham Cup on Saturday night regarding corona. Yeah, there is. Uh, it's it's a continually uh, developing story. Uh, unfortunately, it seems like there's uh, more scratchings every time we check. There's um, a couple of races at Ballarat tonight where there's six runners. So uh, I believe it, it started in Victoria late last week um, in a kennel in Lara. And uh, it's really started to, uh, I don't know, uh, take off since then. So... Uh, it's a, it, it happened in WA, uh, happened in Queensland. Um, it cleaned out everyone in WA pretty much. Um, the, the guy that trains for me over there, Jamie Marsh, his kennels closed down for pretty much two or three weeks and couldn't do anything. And um, the greyhound, it's not fatal, which is a great thing, but um, that's yeah, it's a worry. Are we close to getting towards a, the same scenario with, uh, you know, reducing transportation and cutting off of race meetings and all sorts of things well, there's, there's some as, kennels. as EI? Is this nearly no, an AI No, no. There's some again. kennels that are locked down, like Robert Camilleri couldn't take Rajasthan for the superstars there last Saturday. I think yep. it's important to note there, though, a lot of these were voluntary lockdowns. Yep. So GRV aren't going in. and Well, this is yeah what I've been told from GRV. GRV haven't been going in there with a heavy foot and, and, and locking these kennels down. This is people self-regulating themselves, which I think is really, really important because right. it is, yeah, it, it's mm. just moving so quickly. Well, the EI situation, though, the basics of that was to stop a previously... Uh, a disease that we hadn't had here before from spreading. So that was why the shutdown occurred there. Why is this any different? But than we've that? had it in WA and Queensland, and those industries were able to get through it, isolate kennels. Every kennel, I think every kennel will expect to nearly get it at some stage, won't they, around the area? Yeah, and it's not. That we haven't seen it before, Maddie. I think it's just a form of gastro, to be honest. And I think but when so was horse flu. It wasn't. It wasn't the disease itself that was the problem. It was the spread of it and the fact that it was new. I think the fact it was containment that was the issue. So it's not a. It, this isn't fatal um, in fit, um, you know, middle-aged, healthy dogs. So our young dog, it's it's um, it is a bit of a worry when young young pups and you know pregnant females are are around this virus. But I think fit, healthy race dogs like we're experiencing at the moment, that it's taking them you know a week or so to get over it, and then we're able to um, yeah pick up from yeah, there. Yeah, EI wasn't much different though. That was my point. Is that it's not. It's not the it's not the how dangerous the yeah. virus itself is. It is the, the desire to stop it spreading. A man that can help us further with this discussion, of course, is the boss of GRV, the CEO of Greyhound Racing Victoria, Alan Clayton. He's been good enough to join us here on Off the Leash. Alan, good afternoon to you. How are you, Gareth? Good to talk to you. This is um, yeah, thanks for joining us. What would your message be at the moment to the greyhound industry, especially in this state? Well, the, the message is that we're going to continue to race um, and, and we will do that 
with a, a containment strategy that is very much looking to work with participants in managing dogs that are ill, if they are ill, and for people to understand that they need to isolate those dogs, both within their own kennel environment, but also from the racing program, so that we don't want um, dogs that are real coming to the track. But I, just in the context of the discussion, I've been listening to what you've been talking about, Just I just want to make this point. I think in our inspection program, we visited 4,000 properties over the last few years to, as part of our animal welfare program. We have six kennels at, at the moment that have reported the virus. We've got six. So, and they're all in one area, which is, is Lara, and we're working collaboratively with those trainers to to uh, to make sure that they understand, from an educative perspective, how they deal with what is gastroenteritis. And in in a large percentage of the cases, in a large percentage of the cases, the dog will be sick for one to three days. So, and then they'll they'll come good. So. Clearly, there's a whole set of issues that they need to deal with about monitoring their dogs in, in the kennel environment in the, when they're out, making sure that they're looking at their feces, other dogs vomiting, anything like that, and, and making sure they isolate and working with their vets. But, you know, we, we are going to get through this, and I, I just want to make the point that over the last three or four years, we've had other infectious things such as kennel cough, which has been a pretty severe uh, uh, illness and we, where we had uh, real big problems with kennel cough and it lasts for quite a long time. This will wash through relatively quickly. So we are, as an industry, we're used to dealing with problems of this sort and managing them through. Could you potentially put a net over the Lara? Because Lara's a major epicentre for greyhound kennels. Could you, to be super cautious, put a quarantine, in inverted commas, net over the Lara area for as long as is required or as long as is recommended by quarantine, you know, by dis- officials other than greyhound officials who know a bit about disease and the spread of disease and virus? Well, look, hold on. The, 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 uh, the uh, people that know most about this, we actually, our chief vet, uh, Dr Steve Karamatic, is the head of the veterinary uh, group in Australia, so we've got really, really good clinical advice uh, directly available to us. But at the moment in Lara, and we have you know a number of epicenters of greyhounds across Victoria, of which Lara's one, you know Devon Meadows, Pearsdale's another, etc. Um, what we've got is we've got six properties. So what we do, we need to do at the moment is we need to be calm, and we need to work with the six properties now. To the extent that it goes further than that, and it may, we, we our job is containment, but at the same time, we've got a race program, and it is these dogs, it's not related to the human coronavirus. Dog, people can't catch it. The dogs themselves are going to pull through it. Uh, people, if they're worried, they should talk to their vet. But, you know, I, I'm fairly philosophical about, about this issue. Alan, have you had a chat to some of the authorities, especially in WA? to see what happened over there and how they got through this situation? Yeah, look, I think that's a really good point you make, Gareth. And in the journey of this coming to um, Victoria, you know, over the December, January period, we had uh, 
an outbreak, which I think at the time, and I'm ha- happy to be corrected, I think at the time people didn't realise it was coronavirus in a sense. And and it's that word coronavirus mm. that has really, you know, it captures, it, it, it's a bit traumatic. And, and the word, when Western Australia had the problem in December, January, there was no, I don't think any mention of coronavirus. It was Queensland, I think, where it first was identified. And they had dogs not in the racing environment, but they identified dogs in the gap environment. We haven't had any dogs in our gap environment come in uh, with coronavirus, zero. Um, but... Uh, Yes, we are. Steve Karamatic has is, is got a hook-up with other vets and we are constantly, we've been in touch with Queensland and what they've done and certainly in Western Australia. And, and we obviously learn a lot from, from what's happened there, and particularly in the context, I think it was over in about three weeks in Western Australia. Now, Alan, it's, it's Molly here. On the, on the, I suppose, the terms of interstate um, greyhounds, do we know how this is going to affect greyhounds either travelling interstate from Victoria or vice versa? Yeah, look, obviously individual states such as South Australia are, are looking for, you know, they've put their own sort of view about whether dogs can come into the state or not. I think it's fair to say that we're, you know, we're we're looking at limiting movement, and also there's issues around quarantining to prevent. What we're in a stage of is no doubt about that. That whilst we're continuing to race, we are also looking to contain, and we don't want to be bringing dogs either way that could be jeopardising other healthy greyhound communities. So, look, I would suggest in the context of the detail of that that you should look at our website in terms of what we actually write about the interstate stuff because I understand some people, you know, have got a really good dog and they want to move it from one spot to another spot on another spot and there will be different issues around what happens in trying to bring a dog into Victoria and also what happens in with other jurisdictions. And we're working with them in relation to that. Alan, George Faruja here. You mentioned that there's six properties at the moment that um, where we've seen some sort of detection of coronavirus. If, if that number were to grow, we don't like to preempt things, but if it does spread like we've seen in other states, are there some contingency plans in place uh, among GRV where we can sort of have a look at in, in, in just to try to limit it as much as possible? George, so we've got six. If it does spread and it could spread, but if it does, what we need to do is work with each of the kennels and make sure that we're not bringing sick dogs to the track and that they're quarantining them locally. But what we need to do is to basically talk to the individual trainers to make sure they fully understand what their, you know, in a sense, responsibilities are in, in an environment where you've got an infectious disease. But, you know, at this point in time, we, we take, you know, the next few days on their merit and look at, you know, what's going to happen. Are there, uh, are there withdrawals of nominations? Are people nominating to events where they've already got uh, dogs that have come up ill? We would be ringing those people to make sure that if they're nominating dogs, that those dogs we believe should be and are uh, well. And so the containment strategy is important. We've got... Uh, we're, we're visiting um, properties uh, on a you know regular basis uh, based on on any uh, perceived illness at that property. We've got uh, we're not transmitting the disease. We have disposable clothing for the inspectors and gloves and stuff, and we don't wear from the clothes from one property visit to another. So we've got all of that happening. We took uh, special precaution at Geelong because in Geelong 
it's our only site where we've got finish on lua. And finish on lua um, is, uh, you know, the dogs are basically grabbing the lua at the end of the race. Uh, and there's the issue of, you know, what, what does that mean in the context of saliva transfer? Uh, so those sorts of issues, uh, we've, we've taken the extra precaution, and it's just a precaution, that, you know, in relation to the lures, we have multiple sets of lures that are constantly uh, sterilised. So uh, we, we cancelled uh, the Tuesday meeting in Geelong just on the basis of getting on top of Geelong and making sure that it was absolutely a sterile environment. And I think it's our intention that we'd be open to long for, for this Friday. Um, and, and as well as that, because we have a system in our catching pens, and as you know, John doesn't have a catching pen because it's finished on lure, but in relation to the catching pens, the decoy, we're looking at disposable or interchangeable uh, lure covers that get sterilised after every race. Yep. Hobart's not far away, but we'll just go back to Alan Clayton, the CEO of Greyhound Racing Victoria, talking about the outbreak at the moment or giving us an update on the coronavirus in the canine world, especially the greyhounds here in Victoria. Alan, we've appreciated your time, and I think just quickly the the message now to the participants and the punters out there that just keep an update on on the the GRV website, um, listen to this radio program, and we'll keep you updated nearly daily now on this situation, and um, hopefully we can work through it. Yeah, and look, we and look at fast track too. Uh, sometimes the messages in fast track gradually go from you know being on the top of the message system to fifteenth, and, and we keep having to put them back up the top. We're trying to pin something at the top now, technically, so it works. But look, I, I just in finishing, Gareth, and I really appreciate you asking me on. You're always a great guy and really terrific. To, anytime we can get on your show, but uh, the, the message is keep calm. We're keeping racing. It is a it is a very infectious disease. We understand that we've got a challenge, but it will pass. And, yeah. you know, we've got other challenges. People got challenges all the time in their environment. We've run the whole year with shortages of dogs, and now we've got a virus, and we've had kennel cough over the last few years. So we've just got to keep working with it and be positive and, and keep together as a good, strong community that we are. I think the, the best template is WA. They were able to get through it. They went through a couple of tough weeks, but it's back to normal now, and they look forward to their carnival, Georgie. Um, thanks for that. Appreciate your time, Alan. Thanks, Gareth. There's Alan Clayton, the CEO of GRV. We'll have a chat about this, and we continue on Off the Leash in just a moment. Welcome back to Off the Leash. Thank you, Matty Stewart. Have a wonderful day. Um, that conversation started today for Off the Leash has been dominated by canine coronavirus. We heard the update there from Alan Clayton. I think his message was, don't panic. It's a virus that has hit Victoria. It's with six kennels at the moment. There's a chance it might spread. But like WA, you can get over it and you can get through it. So um, I guess it's just if your dog gets sick, let the authorities know so they can deal with it. Molly would know this um, as well as uh, as well as I would, that when you own greyhounds, um, from time to time a trainer will ring you and say, listen, we've got a little bit of a bug through the kennel. The dogs, mm. are, you know, they're not feeling the best and we're just going to give everything about a week or two off and just t- till they get over it. So it's nothing new in that regard. Um, but there are a lot of people, I think, who are uh, opting to vaccinate. Um, there is a vaccination out there. And I suppose it is a little bit like the flu where it doesn't mean you're still not going to get it, I suppose, but yeah. it might um, alleviate some of the symptoms. 
symptoms and so it's going to be interesting the next couple of weeks hopefully we can get through it yeah absolutely and i think what's caused a bit of extra panic i suppose is the fact that it's called the canine coronavirus who gave it that name it's nothing to do with coronavirus i believe it came from queensland so there's two from what i've heard from our um our vet at grv steve karamatic there's two kinds of coronavirus there's the human coronavirus which is more in the lungs and then there's the canine coronavirus which is more in the gut Mm. so they're they're not linked but having the same name it just creates that extra source of panic i mean we've got people going and you know buying this uh, supermarkets out of toilet paper and things like that there's a there's a panic around and i think (laughs) what's going on there i I think that it's really important that people realize as long as they're doing the right things by their dogs they're you know they're making sure that they're properly um, hijack there, you know, everything's clean, whether it's leads, trailers, muzzles, um, you know, kennels, you name it. So, and if there is a, sus- uh, a suspect of, of the virus being through the kennel, just to let GIV know, because it's just yeah. meaning, it's not a control thing, it's it's just so everyone can work together to, to stop it in its tracks, because we don't want to lose any more, any more race meetings, but we also want to make sure these dogs are happy and healthy. Predominantly, Gareth, the race meetings will, all, will come back and everything will balance. Correct, yeah. The issue... Um, and as a breeder, um, the issue is if a, a one or two day old pup gets yeah. sick, mm-hmm. um, that they're not they're not ready to handle something like or that. Or even a, a pregnant female. I yeah. know that, um, like I'm from Lara. My husband trains, and um, he's got two two racing dogs, and then also um, a broody who's six weeks into her pregnancy. So the fear for for me is real because she's a lot more vulnerable being pregnant, and she's also got hopefully ten beautiful little Barsha Bale pups inside her that um, are possibly at risk of you know coming out yeah. um, a little bit unhealthy. I, I might. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say, Gareth, in in um, to maybe put Molly's mind at ease. I did have a chat to my vet about this and there is a big chance that the, she can pass on some real good antibodies to yeah. these pups and they're able to okay, get through yeah. it. I know a trainer in Queensland had the coronavirus passed through and he had two young litters and they weren't affected. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that is the case, um, which would be fantastic. Yep. I might try and catch up. So I know the Perth Cup heats and the Galaxy, Galaxy are on this Saturday night. So we might try and catch up with your great friend in Linda Britton or Chris Hulse, because obviously WR, I think their kennels were affected. Yeah. They've got a breeding operation on their property. They might be able to calm everybody down in a way if everyone has got a little bit of panic mm. um, regarding how they got through it. Because I remember when it did hit WA, like Cannington on a Saturday night was decimated with scratchings mm. because like David Hobby's kennel would get it. He would get over it. They'd come back to racing and then another kennel would get it. And then eventually it would come to an end because you only get it once. And I believe uh, this might be totally wrong, but I believe what happened was there was some bushfires in WA. I think some of the greyhound kennels may have taken on some domestic jogs, and that may have how yes. it started. Yeah, I, I look, how, that, yeah. I, I can't confirm that, but I, that, it's, it's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Um, the Australian Cup. Let's talk about last Saturday night quickly. Fernando's ride had to win the race down the back, according to Anthony as a party. He knew <laughs> he was home once Hardaway when he jumped to the front and led. Um, Whiskey Wright was the run of the race for mine. He was Massive enormous. Run. Oh, jeez, I was cheering um, home the yellow. Oh, <laughs> I, I, backed, almost... I backed hard away winning. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> he, um, I was watching the replay this morning and Whiskey Wright had a bit of a stumble on the mat and to get to where he was, I know um, we had last hurrah fall and thank um, thank goodness he's, he's A-OK. I spoke to Brett and I, so he confirmed yep. everything's all OK. But I think it was a massive run by Whiskey Wright and I said to a couple of people after the race, I, in my form, I did not see Fernando's Riot winning this race. And no. I feel like how the race panned out, it was silly of me 
me to be so ignorant. How would you be as hard away winner? You run 29.73 and get beaten in the Australian Cup. I mean, you can't get any stiffer, but I tell you what, they need to hold their heads up high. Yep. She's been fantastic and, you know, on to the Easter egg for Whiskey Riot now. Thank God for Nick Quinn in the in the tent there. I left. He was the only greyhound I didn't have in the quaddie of the six because I'm a big fan of Whiskey Riot. Oh, I can't beat my Whiskey Riot. Are you still on Whiskey Riot or have we jumped off the No, bed? I'll never leave Whiskey Riot. He's my, he's my brother, Whiskey Riot. Um, forget about Fernando. What about the Fanta Bale Superstars? The winner was really good. Like, um, we all know that he's got big raps on him and there was question marks whether he was ready to to run a race at Group 1 level. But he, he, he posited up beautifully and he was too strong for... I think Just Terms was a moral beaten, but he was too strong the winner, Just Tears. He was. No excuses for any other greyhounds. His Tears was... Oh, really, his Tears, I should say. But we discussed that, Gareth, that you yeah. know he was in the Zoom type. Was it too early coming from a grade five? He's had a couple of runs against the best yeah. now, and he's getting better and better. He's over for the Galaxy in, in Perth. He's going to be incredibly hard to beat. He's the pre-post favourite, and... Now, he's, uh, he might have a brilliant 12 months if he can stay here sound, that's for sure. Oh, I think his, his run on Saturday night, especially talking to Robbie straight after, it was relief more than mm. cheer for anything um, on, on that night for Robbie. I think he proved himself. He really did. Because I'm not going to lie, I, I didn't know whether he could do it yet. Rob, I've seen Robbie before the race, and he said to me, if your boy leads us, George, we won't beat you. And then he went straight past us like we were standing still. Yeah. So I, I went to catch up with Robbie afterwards. Thanks, he Robbie. Said, he said, I'm actually a little bit surprised by that, but onwards and upwards for and his tears. how about the um, the Superstayers trophy was actually stolen on the night by some um, some patrons who jumped in, <laughs> jumped in on the photo. Everything's all okay. The trophy's back with Robbie and Mary. Um, but, yeah, just a little bit of a yeah. tidbit I got from the stewards. Well, um, I'll tell you what, they wouldn't have come. <laughs> From the tent, I, I was, was going to say, Gareth had him rocking in the Canadian <laughs> Cup tent. Absolutely. It was one of the deals. I said, if you can go and get in the photo with the superstar. No, I'm only joking. And what about, just quickly, what about Jason Lincoln um, sneaking into the photo for Fernando's ride? That was poor form too. Yeah. We had a little bit of word. A word to him upstairs about that. Please, Jason Lincoln. needs to have a shave. Sharp himself up just a little bit. Um, the Horsham Cup, who's your tip there? Hopefully it goes ahead. I think the big smoky in this race is Christo Bale off box yeah. one. His run um, behind Mapunga Wonder was outstanding. Yeah, really had to work hard early. They've uh, reversed the box draws, and I think there's a greyhound going places. And I okay. think it was Zambora Lou for me. I think she's had um, seven starts for six wins, six consecutive wins as well. So, How about they splits, Molly? Oh, it was just unbelievable. So I think um, with her performance in the heat last week, there's only going to be improvement to come. Thank you, Molly. Thank you, George. Thanks, Gareth. Um, we'll be back far as Central tomorrow morning from 10.30. Hey, George.